Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Got my wife with me. That's always the best thing, amen. She makes me better. She makes me look better. She makes me smell better. She just makes me better. We have our boy with us, Maxwell Ace. He's here as well. And we're just honored to be um, with you all tonight and, and to be back in the house again. Because we're all family, amen? We're all family. And it's good when family can be under one roof in the same house. Ain't that right? Pastor Weems told me tonight, act like it's your house, so I'm going to act like it's my house. And I'm just going to talk to you the way I talk in Creedmoor. Is that all right? Can we put our hands together for Pastor Stovall and Pastor Kerry? Man. Me and Jen love you all and we're grateful that we get to do life with you and I'm telling you, I just believe the best is yet to come. I believe that there's gonna be more experiences um, and with more experiences come more exposure and with more exposure comes more of everything. And so you grow to the level of your exposure and I believe that God has so much more for celebration that y'all don't even know about yet. Amen. Amen. Well, I've been given uh, instructions tonight uh, to talk about praise. And so that's what I'm going to do. Tonight, I want to share with you from the topic of the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise. I'm going to read to you uh, a couple of scriptures and then we're going to pray and we're going to unpack it. Is that all right? Go in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. They're going to throw it up on the screen. Go ahead and get ready. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9. We're going to double down tonight. Is that all right? Two for one special coming up right now. Hebrews chapter 13, when you're there, say dare. You can't find it, say, Lord, help me. And if he doesn't move fast enough, the tech team is going to help you by throwing it on the screen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the New Living Translation reads, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests a holy nation, God's very own possessions. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, 
for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, God, for dwelling with us here in this place and in our lives. We ask, God, that you would change us from the inside out and allow each and every one of us to leave differently than how we came. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 again, it says, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. How, how many of you know uh, that the Bible essentially is about a king and his kingdom and his kids. The Bible is about a king, his kingdom, and his kids. A lot of times it's difficult for us to really get a good grasp on who the King Jesus is because we don't necessarily live in a kingdom. We live in the United States of America. And some may argue that it is uh, a democratic, some may argue it's a republic, whatever it is that you believe it is, it is not a kingdom ran by king. If you look at royalty, you understand that there is something called royal protocol that takes place. It's hard for us to fathom what royal protocol is when in fact we have a president. We're not talking about Jesus being our president. We're not talking about Jesus being our prime minister. We're talking about Jesus being our king. And if you know anything about a kingdom, you understand that there is something that is called royal protocol. Everyone say royal protocol. In this royal protocol, it is rude to go to the kingdom and see the king without a gift. So every time a dignitary, every time an ambassador, every time someone of influence or importance goes to see a king in his kingdom, they take a gift. And the gift identifies to the king what that person thinks about him. A gift identifies to the king how valued he is in their eyes. So if we serve the king of kings, hear me, if we serve the Lord of lords, we cannot enter into his presence without a gift. We cannot enter into his presence without a sacrifice. The, the scripture reads in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are not like that. You, you, you're not like everybody else. You, you, you're not like who they said you were. You are chosen. Hey, hear me. You, you are called out. You, you are peculiar. That word peculiar means you're different. It continues to read, it says, not only are you called out, not only are you chosen, but you are a royal priest. 
Now, if you know anything about priests, you know the job of the priest was to go to God on behalf of the people. But the priest never tried to enter into the presence of the king without first making a sacrifice. But when you, when you understand the role of a priest, when you understand the role of a priest, you understand that every single time they went to God, they went to God with something that they had to kill. Every time you step foot in the presence of your king, it is important that you bring a gift. It is important that you bring a sacrifice because this gift tells your king what you believe about him. Oftentimes we get in environments like this and we think that the environment is about us. And so we dictate our praise based upon how we feel. To bring it even closer to home, we dictate our praise based upon how other people around us are praising. And so we limit God to our feelings, but we expect him to do supernatural things in our lives. Guess what praise isn't? Praise isn't predicated upon how you feel. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, which means when I feel like it, I praise him, which means when I don't feel like it, I praise him. It means when I'm tired, I praise him. It means when I got all the energy in the world, I praise him. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know why? Because it's a sacrifice. I've never made a sacrifice that felt good. I've never killed anything in me that was comfortable. I've never had to extract anything out of my, my, my being and my personality and what I wanted that felt good to me. Do you know where we mess up as human beings is when we get what we want? When we get in a worship environment and we expect God to do something in and through us, but we give him what we want. You know, the only time we mess up, the only time we sin, the only time we fall short is when we get what we want. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have no wants. Because he understood, if the Lord is leading me, I have everything I need. See, there's a difference between what you need and what you want. What you want will keep you in your seat and keep your mouth quiet when what you need is to get up out of your seat and open up your mouth and give God a sacrifice of praise. What you want is to stay home on a Wednesday night and watch TV, but what you need is to get in the house of God on a revival Wednesday and anticipate and expect God to break some chains off of your life. 
There's a difference between what you want and what you need. That's why the Bible says in the New Testament that God will supply all of your Come on, you know it. God will supply all of your, not all of your wants, because sometimes you get what you want and then you get it and it's not what you really wanted. But God understands you don't really want that. You need this. You don't really want that. You need this. And you'll bring yourself to a place where what you want can't keep you. But when you get what you need, it will sustain you. And so sometimes I don't want to praise him, but I need to praise him. Sometimes my destiny does not want to look forward to what it is in store for, but it needs to look forward to what it's in store for. See, your flesh will lead you if you allow it to. Your flesh will tell you, we tired. We don't want to stand up. We don't want to clap our hands. We don't want to scream to the top of our lungs. We don't want to do all these things. It makes us look crazy. And the reality is you are crazy without the help of God. Who cares what people think about how you look? Who cares about what people think about how you sound? Who cares about what people think about, oh, this is what they look like. Listen, if you know God has freed you and broke some chains, off of you, make some noise in this place. It's not about what you want. It's about what you need. You are a part of the kingdom of God. And there is a royal protocol that has to take place in order for you to carry out the assignment that God has placed on your life. It may not look pretty. It may not be pretty. It may not make you comfortable, but it's what you need to do. It's royal protocol. Every, every kingdom has a sound. Every kingdom has a sound, and one of the things that, that I'm starting to notice in the body of Christ is that we've lost our sound. We are so concerned about what people will think that we've forgotten royal protocol. We've gotten so used to making people comfortable that we've forgotten what makes the king bring about change in our lives. I was preaching in my church and I got finished and I went to our lobby and I was talking to a couple, this is about 12 years ago, and I told them, I said, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Hugged him, went to my car. I'm driving home. And the Holy Spirit said, what if I didn't want them to enjoy themselves? <laughs> he said, what if I wanted them to be so uncomfortable that they actually changed? <laughs> if we're not careful, we'll put more importance on how you feel than how the king feels. 
I'm gonna be real honest with you. My job is not to entertain you. My job isn't to make you feel great. I'm not a performer. And we have created a culture where people come to church to watch the pastor perform rather than to give to God the praise that he requests. And so we'll stand with our hands on the back of our seats until the pastor performs. Instead of emptying our lives in praise and worship and allowing the word to fill us back up. It's about the king, his kingdom, and then his kids. This is what praise does. When we praise God, we get better. That's why David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He didn't mean that your praise makes God bigger in the heavens. He didn't mean that your praise makes God big in the earth. He is who he is. It means that when you praise, he magnifies in you. When you praise, you get better. When you praise, you change. Your situation may not change. Your circumstance may be the same. Things around you may not look different, but when you praise, you change. And guess what? If you change, your outlook change. And when your outlook change, your response change. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to what happens to you. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Every blessing that you don't turn back into praise turns into pride. Because when you don't praise God, it tells yourself, I made this happen for me. When you don't bless God, you tell yourself, I'm in control of my own life. When you don't bless God, it tells yourself, I have power to bring about change in my life. And the reality is, you can't change you. The reality is, you can't change your circumstance. You can't even change your socks if it ain't for the strength that God gives you. You need to give God some praise. And that's a simple checklist that we can go down tonight. Did he wake you up this morning? Did he start you on your way? Did he put clothes on your back? Did he put food on your table? If you can check all of those off, then I dare you to give God some praise in this place. Oh, come on, don't act cute. I want you to give God some praise. It says 
Therefore, in Hebrews chapter 13, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of our lips. The fruit is a derivative of the seed, and the seed is in your heart. When your mouth utters what your heart believes, then it blesses God. And so we, we can echo what we hear other people say, and it mean absolutely nothing to us. That's not a sacrifice. That's karaoke. <laughs> but it's vital when you believe something, you say something. Because in this respect, God is a lot like a man. If you praise a man, he'll break his neck trying to live up to what you've been praising him for. You tell your man he look good, even when he don't look good. He'll start to carry himself different. You tell your wife she the baddest thing that God ever created. She'll start carrying herself like she the baddest thing God ever created. This is what I've come to learn about men and women. There's both a king and a queen and a fool in each and every one of us. The one that you address is the one that will respond. God is a lot like us when we get a compliment, we stick our chest out. We carry ourselves different. We, we have a different level of confidence from a compliment. And when you praise God, he sticks his chest out. And when you praise God, he, 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 he sits up a little bit straighter. He starts to ask questions like, what you need? I was a little boy, I used to tell my dad, oh, that was the best message I ever heard today. He said, really? I said, yeah, you was good today. He said, what you need? I said, $50. Go on upstairs, get my wallet. Got his attention with the compliment. You get God's attention when you praise. That's an old saying. It said, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. I want to give you a couple of nuggets, and then we're going to put to practice what we believe. Number one, they have it when you don't feel like it. You still got to praise. It's not about how you feel. It's not about what you want. It's not about what you desire. It's because he deserves all of your praise. I said he deserves. The Bible says great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. 
That word greatly means beyond comfort. We don't have a problem looking crazy at the Jags game. We, we don't even have a problem looking crazy watching the Jags game on our TV. But it's something that happens when we step foot in the house of God. Well, we get so concerned about what other people think about us when it comes to praising the person that created us. We, we, we don't even have to wait until they score. We get excited at the thought of them scoring. When they get close to scoring, we get excited. When they get into the red zone, we get it. We stand up on our seat. We, we say, okay, here we go. They, they about to do it. Oh, they didn't do it. It was close though, it was close, won't it? It was close. We go get them on the next one. We go get them on, the, we, we get excited about the potential of school. Let me, let me help you out. See, tonight you're here and there's a possibility that you might get what you are anticipating and expecting. That there's a possibility that you might actually stumble up on your breakthrough and your but there's a possibility that what you've been praying for might be in this room tonight. I want you to give God 30 seconds of praise like you are anticipating and expecting God to give you a breakthrough. You're in the vicinity right now. You're in the region right now of your miracle. You're in the right place at the right time. You ain't come this far to remain quiet. You ain't been through all the hell that you've been through to remain silent. You ain't been tested. You ain't been tried. You ain't been all through what you've been through for your sound to be taken. Open up your mouth and give God some praise. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're here, you're here a spontaneous hallelujah, and you're here a spontaneous amen. You, you know what they're doing? They're counting. You know what they're counting? How many times God brought them out when they thought what they were in was gonna kill them. You know what they're counting? How many times God made a way out of no way when it looked like there was no way. You know what they're counting? Every time they got healed when the doctor told them it was impossible. Oh, come on, I dare to take about 15 more seconds just to recall and remember how good God has been to you. There's an old song that says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. He's been too good to remain silent. He, he, he's 
shown me too much. I've seen too much. And I've heard too much to keep quiet around my king. Every time I get remotely close, I got to offer up a sacrifice of praise because he's been that good to me. See, there was a time in my life, and I'm sure was a time in your life, where you didn't know how you was going to make it out of that thing that you were so deep and stuck in, but God reached down in the time and pulled you up out of some stuff. Make some noise if he spared your life. Yes! Y'all sit down, let me, let me try to get a little further than point one. My promise may not have come to birth yet, but I got enough prenatal care to push out a praise. My, my, my promise may still be cooking in the oven, but I got enough prenatal care to praise God by faith until I see what it is that he said. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. His credit is good with me. There's been some stuff that he's spoken over my life before that I didn't know how it was going to happen, but it happened. There's been some things that I was confused about, but he made a way. There's been some cricket places that he straightened out. There's been some mountains that he flattened. There's been some valleys that he raised. God is a miracle working God. I can't explain how he's going to do it. I just know he is going Go do it, and if you believe that he's good enough to make it work, make some noise in this place. I remember, I remember when 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 Jen was about to have Max. And she started to have contractions and, and we're in the hallway and every once in a while she would stop and put her hands on the wall and she would moan. Oh, I said, you all right? She said, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. She would stop another five paces and then put her hand on the wall and then hunch over and she would moan. She wasn't worried about who was looking at her. She won't worry about who else was in the hallway. She won't worry about how many people was pointing and laughing. She won't worry about who, who was talking about her. She won't worry about her clothes. She won't work and worry about her butt being out, the apron open in the back. She won't worry about none of that. You know what she had her mind on? What was on the way? Sometimes in route to your blessing and your breakthrough, you gotta stop and you gotta thank God because you believe in God to deliver some things out of you that you've been expecting and anticipating. Why are they praising like that? Why are they so loud? Why are they so happy? Why are they so doing all of this stuff? Because they believe that God is good. And if God is good, it don't matter what else is going on around them. It don't matter what else is happening. They just believe it is possible. Sit down. <laughs> Number two. 
I'm trying, Pastor, to get through it, I promise. <laughs> Number two, when I open my mouth, God opens his heart. When it comes to praise, when I open my mouth, God opens his heart. In Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our likeness. God is a speaking God. It said that God said, and it was. If we are made in the image and likeness of God, we have the authority to say, and it become. That's why your praise is so vital to what you believe. When you praise, you're telling God, this is who you are. This is what you're capable of doing. This is what you have done. And if you don't do nothing else, I just thank you for being you. See, we've gotten into the habit of praising God solely for what he has done. But you have not praised God until your emotions don't align itself with your convictions. You're not gonna always feel like it. You're not gonna always be in a place where you uh, want to. You're not gonna always be in a place where you, you, you desire to, but you have to. Because there's something supernatural that happens when you praise. When I open my mouth, God opens his heart. When, 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 I, when I begin to praise, I believe atmospheres begin to shift. But when I begin to praise, I believe that environments begin to change. When I begin to praise, I believe that people that haven't even met me yet are getting set free because I'm doing something in the spirit that activates, that ignites, that starts something that creates change. Oh, your praise is powerful. The person you sitting, you're sitting beside is powerful. They don't even know it. You don't even know how powerful you are. You don't even know how much power you got trapped up on the inside of you. If you, if you really understood what you carry, if you really understood the key that you hold, if you really had an idea of what was possible when you opened your mouth, people couldn't shut you up. Because the Bible says that when praise went up, armies were ambushed by angels. My Bible says that when praise went up, walls began to fall in Jericho. My Bible says that when praise went up, chains began to fall off of Paul and, and Silas and, and the, the earth began to shake and sails began to break open and people start getting free off of their praise. See, there's somebody in this room on the opposite side that's gonna get free from your praise. Oh, come on, if you believe that you got an earth-shaking praise, if you believe that you got a world-changing praise, make some noise in this place. Y'all better be quiet before chains start breaking. Y'all better be quiet before yokes start being destroyed. You, you better stop all that before burdens start being removed.
mercy, the priests would bring to God a sacrifice. They, they wouldn't bring to God a dead sacrifice. That they would bring God a sacrifice that was alive. Your praise has to be alive. You can't bring no dead praise to God and expect God to move heaven and earth for you. You can't bring God no silent praise and expect him to flip the world over on its head for you. You got to bring God an alive praise. You got to bring God a verbal praise. My praise is a lie. If you are a priest or a priestess, you got to have a sacrifice. You cannot come into the presence of God empty-handed. You cannot come to meet the king, have an encounter with the king without a gift. You cannot come into the kingdom tonight, which is celebration, church, the house that God has built empty-handed and expect the king to do something he has never done in you before. You got to move beyond your wants and make a sacrifice. Number three, number three. Don't come into the presence of God to impress him with something he gave you. <laughs> We're not here to watch your show. As a matter of fact, I don't, particularly care how good you praise God because I'm so busy praising God myself. I'm after something. I'm going after him. My focus is not on you. I can't be distracted by what you're doing because my eyes is fixed on what he's doing. I'm not here to impress God with my praise. I'm here to show God I'm broken without you. Take me, fix me, do what you want with me. Heal me, deliver me, set me free from me. The only way that I can get free from me is to acknowledge that there's someone higher than me and his name is Jesus. Don't come into the presence of God to impress him with something he gave you. It ain't time to be cute. It ain't time to be cute. Don't nobody care how you clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No, you praise God based upon your expectations. Not about how you look. When you in pain, you don't care what sound you make. You just make a loud one. We don't care how you sound. The word of God says make a joyful noise but I'm off key, we know. Make a joyful noise. 
Your situation may not have changed, but God is changing you in the midst of your situation. Make a joyful noise. You're not praising God because of what you're in. You're praising God because of who he is when you're in what you're in. You're not thanking God that you're being tested and tried. You're thanking God that he has the answers to help you pass the test that you're being tried with. You're not being uh, uh, grateful and, and giving God gratitude because your body's in pain. You're being grateful and giving gratitude to God because he's a healer and the lifter of your head when your body is wrecked with pain. You may not understand why you need to do what you need to do, but sometimes you can't think about it. You just got to be about it. You can't logic your way into your supernatural breakthrough. Sometimes your will and your intellect will hold you out of the season God desires for you to go into. Don't try to impress God with something he gave you. I, I want to close with this. I want to close with what we do. We hear. We pray. We prepare. See, preparation is the proof of expectation. When you are preparing for what God desires to do. That means you are expecting God to do something bigger than what you currently have. When we knew Max was coming, we start making room for him. People couldn't see that she was pregnant. People didn't, didn't understand. They didn't know what she was carrying, but we knew she was carrying something special. So we start Preparing because we started expecting. See, people may not see what God is doing on the inside of you, but you got to start making room when people don't even know what you're carrying. That they may not understand why you do what you do. They may not understand why you come to Revival Wednesdays. They may not understand why you tithe and you give offerings on top of whatever it is that you tithe. They may not understand, but you're making room for what you're expecting God to do. People don't got to understand. God understands. And if he understands, he has the answers. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that worketh in who? Who does the power work in? It works in you. So if the power is at work in you, you got to release the power into the heavenlies for him to show you what he's able and capable of doing. The power is at work on the inside of you. Don't sit there with your power closed. Open up your power and give God some praise. We hear, we prepare, we see, and then we praise. We hear, we pray, we prepare, we see, we praise. Your miracle is in your mouth. Your praise is the passport out of your prison. You say, I don't want to be in the season. I'm in no more. Start praising because your praise moves you from faith to faith, glory to glory. The angels in heaven are around 
the throne and they're saying, holy, holy, holy. They don't have a stuttering problem. Do you know why they're saying holy? It's because every time they close their wings and open them, they see another side of God that they've never seen before. They're not repeating the same holy over again. They're repeating a brand new holy because God is revealing a brand new side to them. That's how vast, that's, that's how big, that's how great your God is. Every time you encounter him, every time you praise him, every time you have an interaction with him, he wants to show you another side of him. My question to you tonight is, are you willing to give him something new in order to see a new side of him? If that's you, I dare you to get up on your feet right now, lift up your hands, throw your head back, open up your mouth and give God a fresh new praise right now. Come on back up, worship team. Come on, open up your mouth. Come on, push beyond your comfort. Push beyond your wants. Push beyond what you want and give God what he wants from you. Give him his breath back. When you open up your mouth, he opens up his heart. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. I believe heaven is going to kiss us tonight. I believe the angels are moving on your behalf tonight. I believe God is moving in your direction. Open up your mouth and give God some praise. So if you're a priest or a priestess, Here's your altar. Come bring God a sacrifice of praise tonight. Come on, move out of your seats. Move out of your comfort zone. Move out of your wants. Move out of your desires. Move, move out of what you want to see and step into the thing God desires for you. I, I, I'm talking to a particular group of people who feel like you've been stuck for a long time. God is trying to move you from this place to that place. And I'm telling you, your praise is going to activate your new season tonight. I'm talking to some priests and some priestess tonight who have a sacrifice, who have a gift that they want to bring to their king. Come on down to the altar tonight. Come on, I dare you to tie your praise to the altar. I dare you to tie your sacrifice to the altar. I dare you to tie your gift to the altar. Bring your king your best. Don't bring him no dead praise. Bring him an alive praise. Open up your mouth and give God your best praise. Yes! Come on, tell him brick brick Lord you can build your kingdom here brick by brick Lord you can build your kingdom here thank you for tuning in to today's podcast for more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us please visit celebration.org